0: Good afternoon. This is Chanel Thompson, founder and president of Brick by Brick Consulting NC. Um, Today, I want to introduce to you all Reverend Carlisle, who is with the NAACP, and he's going to take a few minutes, introduce himself, tell us a little bit about himself, and then we'll get right into the interview.
1: All right. Well, uh, again, like you said, I'm uh, Reverend Alvin Carlisle. I serve uh, at the NAACP as the uh, branch president. Also, I'm the uh, senior pastor at uh, Exodus Baptist Church.
0: Alrighty. So Reverend Carlisle, or for our listeners, we want to remind you all that the purpose of the Justice League's conversations is to simply share perspectives and outlooks on issues that relate to disparities and barriers that impact people of color, women, immigrants, and other marginalized communities face due to intentional racism, systemic oppression, and implicit bias across education, health care, social justice, and financial stability. So I've been following the issues related to um, Ashley Elementary School for quite some time or a few mm. months um, and wanted to see if you could provide some historical perspective for our listeners about this conversation.
1: Certainly, certainly. Uh, well, the the Ashley um, issue has, is a decades-old issue. Um, of course, I um, only found out as of late just how um, long this had been an issue in the— um, in the Winston-Salem area, there's been groups that have kind of dealt with this issue uh, over the years. But, but uh, to give you a brief history, um, I initially found out about the issue at, uh, at Ashley in August of 2017. A teacher gave me a call, "Hey, we're having we got mold on the wall. You know, I'm, I can't breathe in my classroom and so forth." So I reached out to the school system, and said, "Hey, you know, w- you know, what's what's going on with this?" So, the school system responded, and all oh, Reverend Carl, I was just dust on the on the wall and and you know we cleaned it up we had someone come out and test and you know there's no evidence of mold and so forth and so i wasn't aware of the 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 history of the problem so i just kind of took it at that at face value but in in february when teachers from ashley began to come out and report and to appeal to the school board um not just one teacher but several teachers began to appeal to the school board that you know hey we're just having these upper respiratory problems and and hard time breathing and our doctor saying that it's our work environment. And so at that point we really became involved. And that's when I began to kind of do my uh fact check and kind of found and then that's when I began to find out that this issue is decades old and that there were reports of mold issue and um, air quality issues at Ashley that date back decades. And so at that point, you know, we were we were really concerned and so out of that we formed a group of other concerned citizens. Um, action for Ashley, and so we that group um, kind of became an advocacy group for Ashley to to and then we began to look at the um, the history that the school system already had, the documentation that they already had about this issue, and their lack of response. And so that's really how this whole uh, movement came about.
0: Okay, so when we start talking about the hashtag. Action for Ashley. Um, mm-hmm. It was created. What, what was the intended outcome when you all all came together?
1: Well, to to, to move the school system, um, Ashley, we feel like is a symptom of a greater issue, a, 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 a um, setting forth a systemic racism that 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 exists inside of our the Winston Forsyth County school system that uh, consistently um, inner city schools. Black and brown schools, schools that are located in lower income levels, uh, are historically and systemically underfunded over and over and over again. And and we found out Ashley's problem, the issue with Ashley was that the problem has been known for a long time, but not a dollar had been put into resolving the air quality issue, which is, to me, unbelievable. And so the whole hashtag action for Ashley, not another bond, not another brick. Uh all of those all of those all of those phrases and, and, and mantras came out of um you know our our stance that a- a- Ashley should have been funded a long time ago. It should have been a new building, not a new air conditioning system, not air handlers, not dehumidifiers. It should have been a building, a right. new building
0: mm-hmm.
1: a long time ago.
0: And so last week I saw that there was a action filed against the Winston Salem for Site County Schools. So can you explain to our listeners kind of what 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 process you all are in now? What's been filed? What the next steps may be?
1: Sure. So well, we reached out and talked with the um Southern Coalition for Social Justice, uh which is an advocacy group that does work for um for people who are experiencing um um social justice issues and so we appealed to them they just kind of began to do the research to look at how ashley had been ignored and not only ashley but other inner city schools low poverty uh, high poverty schools uh, black and brown schools and and so through discussions we decided the best thing to do was to file what is is, is called a title six uh, federal complaint and so we we made this complaint to the board of edu uh, the u.s board of education Civil Rights Division uh, because of the school system's violation of the Civil Rights Act.
0: And so at this point, where, where are you all as far as convening the parents? Um, I know that there have been some discussions that there's going to be an open house held. they want parents to come in and see the mm-hmm. new clean <laughs> building that they right. painted and washed down. Um, right. I saw that was going to happen. What do, you, what do you think is going to happen this week as we're preparing to get kids ready to go back to school on Monday? What do you think the climate is going to be like?
1: Well, unfortunately, the, the school system has, has I mean, school the school officials have been masterful and in, in gathering a, a, a group of parents and a certain group of parents and those who weren't well versed in the issue and were able to, um, systematically sell them a narrative that's really not consistent with the truth and to shape their thinking and even to make accusations about other parents and, and, and community activists to make accusations about our desire to see, um, an agenda advance that's not to their best interest, but we have a strong coalition of parents that will continue to organize and to work with. We're going to continue to work with the U S department of education to provide them documentation and information about what's going on here, um, in Forsyth County. And so we're, and then we're also, a lot of the educators, um, uh, because of fear of reprisal, they have simply left the school and, um, And even though they because they left school, but still in the system, there are a lot of teachers who are just afraid. I mean, they talk with us, you know they They give us, you know, um, their vote of approval, but just are really afraid to come out of the shadows. But there are a few that have spoken up. Many parents, many parents, who we've organized and have documented their stories. And when you hear them, um, they break your heart.
0: So let's talk a little bit about that. So we're Mm -hmm. talking about um, parents who don't necessarily have the financial resources that other parents in Winston-Salem Forsyth County may have, Um, even if the school system says that we will allow your child to transfer if it's not um, a space that's going to be provided where they can actually get on the bus. uh, Many parents don't have the same opportunities to be able to Drive their children around Winston Salem to get them into schools if they think is best. My youngest daughter just graduated and left um, college, and did not at any time except for two years in her whole education in Winston Salem Forsyth County attend school in the school in our district. Hmm. But I had the um, I had the flexibility to yeah. be able to drive her where she needed to be, to True. leave my job and get her picked up, or yeah. have someone who could come in. But every parent doesn't have that, and. I think the thing that challenges me is no parent should have to sacrifice time off of their jobs they shouldn't have to sacrifice gas money, and pulled it from their budgets every child needs to have an equitable education which not only means books it not only means um you know computers but it means safe air it means quality if children can't be well they can't learn True. so if they're missing days out of school and then we're looking trying to figure out why our test scores are not comparable they don't even breathe clean air, and if right. you don't respect the students, you don't respect their health, you don't respect the educators, what do we communicate to the children long-term about their success if we don't, in their critical beginning years, set the foundation that's going to be equitable? What are we saying to these children? Right,
1: and, I, and that's a part of also our great concern uh, is that there's, there, there is very much, and in a very real way, uh, Chanel, a lack of compassion for all kids. Now the school system uses that verbiage. If you you look at school board footage, we care about the education of all kids. Uh, James James Baldwin has a, has a famous quote: says, "I can't uh, believe what you say because I see what you do." And through their actions, they have consistently proven that they do not care about the well-being of these children. And so, um, and because of where a lot of these parents are, for various reasons, and we we know that there's a lot of um, Social economic factors um, that that affect uh, parents that are de- that are in a certain um, uh, life situation. Mm-hmm. You know, it brings you know certain life challenges, and so a lot of times, for many various reasons, you don't have the the empowerment that it takes to um, do something different. Like you said, a lot of times I don't have the resources to do something different, or or sometimes um, some folks just don't really. Um, haven't found their own voice and there are many that have so I, I don't take that to say that the parents are actually don't have, they have their voice. They know they, you know, many have, have spoken out. But Oh, I've seen them
0: on Facebook sure, too. Yes, right. they are out here. We're right. ready. I'm not gonna be silent. I've right. seen them and I'm like, let's
1: go. Right, exactly. So and then so and so and those who who feel like they don't have that mechanism to do so, then we're we're here to be that voice, to be that support and to work with them as best we can. But a school system as far as making accommodations for those kids, um, they have not they have not moved to do so. And so, a lot of parents feel stuck, and we we're we're dealing with a lot of parents now say "I don't want to go back, but I don't have options. What do i do right. and so we're trying to you know encourage them to even look into other options, you know, even quality schools, even quality charter schools you know, they're in the area, um, great schools who have a good track record, um, here in our community, we have Carter G. Woodson and, um, QEA both have 20 year track records, Mm -hmm. you know, of providing sound education in our city. So we're we're telling parents, you know, uh, looking, looking at those options, you know, for your child.
0: Okay. One thing I wanted, before we wrap up, I wanted to, uh, in the article, I saw that you mentioned, um, it says that, uh, the actions or lack of actions by the Winston-Salem Friske County School System could be perceived as racist and criminal. Mm-hmm. Those were some really, really strong words. What sure. kind of, what kind of, um, response did you get when you put that out there? Because that bounced right. off the page and I was like, "Sure." sometimes we gotta call a thing a thing.
1: Yeah, well, actually, you know, I, I have, that's a phrase that, that I've, I've spoken a lot of times, but every journalist hadn't been, um, um, uh, so willing to print those phrases and and I, I don't shy away from them because I, I know that words are powerful and words really can't be taken back. So once you once you say something, you can't take it back. When you look at the record, the historical record of how this school and many others like it have been treated, the only way you could really um, summarize or define what has happened is to say that it is criminal and it's racist. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, there's always that, that initial shock when people hear those words. Um, I've gotten real used to them because they're the truth. Right. You know, and so, yeah, it's, it's, you know, you get negative response, but it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of what it is. And if you look at it, it is criminal and racist to allow kids to go in a building, teachers to go into a building, um, t- you know, faculty members to go into a building every day that you know the air quality is poor. That's criminal. And for those children to be black and brown kids, then this racist. And so, consistently, that's what the Winston Salem Forsyth County system shows.
0: Wow. Well, at Brick by Brick, our mantra is dismantling disparities so equity and justice are no longer a dream. As we look at the Winston Salem Forsyth County schools, what disparities do you see, and what call to action would you suggest as we move forward to long term success for our students? So, even outside of this issue, mm-hmm. as we move forward, what kinds of disparities? Are glaring like what things are blatant and and how do we address those in the education system?
1: Shadell, there was a generation not not long ago. There was there was a time in Winston Salem not long ago where you could go to any school in Winston Salem and get a quality education. Over the over the past twenty years, we've seen the resegregation of schools, and we know that when resegregation comes, a lack of funding, a lack of support um, happens to schools that become more. Uh, black and brown so if if first of all we have to deal with that issue i'm a firm believer that a school shouldn't be more than 40% anything shouldn't be more than 40% white shouldn't be more than 40% black shouldn't be more than 40% rich should not be more than 40% poor that there should there should be a balance studies have shown consistently that when when children um, are educated in a diverse environment that it that that the saying becomes true that rising tides lift all ships. And so when they're in an environment that 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 they have a, a, a diverse group of people, they always perform better, learn better. And so the first the first issue we have to be about in Forsyth County is to to um deal with the segregation in our school system. And of course that, that also speaks to the achievement gap, lack of funding, misuse of Title I funds and and a lot of a lot of if if the community really took time to to evaluate the performance of our our school, any well-meaning uh, person, any person that doesn't have a uh, uh, doesn't have a bias towards a certain group of people would look and see that the way the school system allocates funding is very racist. Wow.
0: Well, Reverend Carlisle, thank you for being so gracious with your time today. As we wrap up, is there anything you would like to share with our listeners about hashtag Action Action for Ashley and the local chapter of the NAACP that they may want to know moving forward?
1: So. Well, you can you can you can find us on on Facebook, also um, on our website, um, Action for A- Action for Equity. Um, our website, Action for Equity, also the NAACP. You can find us online at NAACPWS dot org uh i would say to you get involved get involved being to know most important when it comes to november vote
0: all right well ladies and gentlemen thank you again for joining us i'm the founder and ceo of brick by brick in and host of the justice League's conversation be an advocate be an ally but don't be silent